I'm Leslie Marshall. It's not been a happy weekend, not just in Paris, France, but throughout the world. On Friday, we brought you here live reports of what was taking place as the terrorist attacks were happening, hostage crisis was happening. And although these, those crises are behind us, um, there is at least one at large uh, in uh, Paris. And when we were ending the show on Friday, we brought you the president's remarks. So we thought it'd be fitting to start the show today with President Obama. This is the president speaking live, excuse me, speaking live earlier today. Uh, This is a tape of that uh, in Turkey about our solidarity as we are in solidarity with one of, if not the oldest ally that we have in the nation of France. Of course, much of our attention has focused on the heinous attacks that took place in Paris. Across the world, in the United States, American flags are at half-staff in solidarity with our French allies. We're working closely with our French partners as they pursue their investigations and track down suspects. France is already a strong counterterrorism partner, and today we're announcing a new agreement. We're streamlining the process by which we share intelligence and operational military informational with France. This will allow our personnel to pass threat information, including on ISIL, to our French partners even more quickly and more often, because we need to be doing everything we can to protect more attack, uh, protect against more attacks and protect our citizens. Now, tragically, Paris is not alone. We've seen outrageous attacks by ISIL in Beirut, last month in Ankara, routinely in Iraq. Here at the G20, our nations have sent an unmistakable message that we are united against this threat. ISIL is the face of evil. Our goal, as I've said many times, is to degrade and ultimately destroy this barbaric terrorist organization. As I outlined this fall at the United Nations, we have a comprehensive strategy using all elements of our power military, intelligence, economic, development, and the strength of our communities. We have always understood that this would be a long-term campaign. There will be setbacks and there will be successes. The terrible events in Paris were obviously a terrible and sickening setback. Even as we grieve with our French friends, however, we can't lose sight that there has been progress being made. On the military front, our coalition is intensifying our airstrikes, more than 8,000 to date. We're taking out ISIL leaders, commanders, their killers. We've seen that when we have an effective partner on the ground, ISIL can and is pushed back. So local forces in Iraq, backed by coalition air power, recently liberated Sinjar. Iraqi forces are fighting to take back Ramadi in Syria. ISIL has been pushed back from much of the border region with Turkey. We've stepped up our support of opposition forces who are working to cut off supply lines to ISIL strongholds in and around Raqqa. So in short, both in Iraq and Syria, ISIL controls less territory than it did before. Now, I know some people think that may be a Pollyanna moment. But let's look at some uh, real moments that are taking place. We now know that the Paris attacks killed at least 129 people in Paris. 
Uh, they've continued to prompt raids, uh, not only in France, in Paris and in France, but arrests throughout Europe. Also, there were airstrikes that continued in Syria today. Uh, there have been pledges of support spurred from around the globe. And, of course, skepticism of Syrian refugees is sprouting in several American states like Texas, Alabama, Georgia, and Republicans are trying to block any Syrian refugee from coming here. There are many nations that find themselves at heightened terror alerts because ISIS released a video promising more attacks, and the CIA director said Paris, Paris wasn't likely a, quote, one-off event. I would agree with him. Then again, people did say that about 9-11, and it was many years uh, before we, uh, we've never seen in the United States, God willing, we never do again another 9-11, although we have seen attempts at and attacks. Um, and uh, three teams of terrorists, it turns out, we now know, staged the coordinated attacks at six locations, which we pretty much knew on Friday the death toll kept changing. Um, that was the concert hall, the Stade de France, and at least two restaurants, according to the prosecutor for the city of Paris, like their DA, Francois Molan. Uh, at least 350 people have been wounded in the attacks. 99 of them are still seriously uh, wounded in critical condition, many of those. Seven terrorists were killed. One fewer than ISIS said were involved. Now, what we had heard on Friday is that one was killed by police and seven killed themselves. But now we know seven killed themselves and one is at large. We did say that some um, we did say there was one at large originally, then thought one had died. Here is the latest that we know and we're going to give you the latest. And then we're going to turn our attention to you and your comments. I have many questions and thoughts I'd like to share and I'd like you to respond. 888-6-LESLIE is the number. 888-653-7543 is uh, the number. And tweet me, follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. We'll share and incorporate your tweets as much as we can throughout the hour. There is a new video in which ISIS threatened the United States that it could be next. Quote, I swear to God, as we strike France in its stronghold, Paris, we will strike America in its stronghold, Washington. That's an ISIS fighter who declared this in a video released today. The speech in ISIS' latest threat came as police scoured France and Belgium in a hunt for suspects in Friday's brutal attacks. That left at least 129 dead, 352 wounded. Now, Homeland Security says they have no specific credible threat to the United States. But speaking uh, from Paris where he is going to meet with French officials and families, U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry vowed that ISIS would be defeated, quote, the United States and France are not only friends, we are family. And today the entire world joins our family in heartbreak yet again. Don't mistake what these attacks represent. This is not a clash of civilizations. These terrorists have declared war against all civilization. This is an assault not just on France, but coming on the heels of brutal attacks in Lebanon, in which 40 people were killed, Iraq, and elsewhere. It is an assault on our collective sense of reason and purpose, an attack on civility itself. Now at least 19 U.S. states have said, now 19, they will not accept any more, they will not accept any refugees from Syria. The State Department said it's taking the governor's concerns seriously, but it remains steadfastly committed to bringing in 10,000 refugees next year, according to spokesperson Mark Toner. Delaware, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Colorado, and Washington say those states will continue accepting Syria's refugees. Uh, congratulations to those who are not uh, quite frankly, being extremely naive and paranoid. And the iconic Eiffel Tower lit up in Paris today in the colors of the French flag. Other landmarks around the world have done the same, showing solidarity. Kerry said, tonight we are all Parisians. He was at a lighting ceremony at the U.S. Embassy in Paris today. 
Now, the Paris attacks were planned in Syria, organized in Belgium, according to President Hollande. Six of the Paris attackers spent time in Syria, according to the CNN affiliate BFM-TV in France. Suspect Salah Abdelsalam was stopped near the Belgian border, excuse me, Abdelslam uh, was stopped near the Belgian border by French police shortly after the attacks on Friday night. He was not a suspect at the time and was let go. Two cars, a black seat and a black Volkswagen Polo seat or seat, uh, and a black Volkswagen Polo. I never heard that car registered in Belgium appeared to have been used in the Paris attacks. Now, the Polo was rented by Salah Abdeslam who was in a different vehicle when he was intercepted at the Belgian border, so he switched cars. The other car was found in the eastern Paris suburb of Montreuil uh, with three Kalish Kanov automatic rifles inside. Those are like AK-47s, uh, high-fire uh, military weaponry, according to the CNN affiliate BFMTV reports. One of the attackers from the massacre at the nightclub was identified as Sammy Amimor. He's 28. He's from Drancy. The Paris prosecutor's officers announced this today. He'd been the subject of an international arrest warrant for two years. 23 people in custody. Weapons, including a rocket launcher and IT equipment, have been seized after more than 150 police anti-terror raids were carried out in cities across France since Friday, according to the French interior minister, who's ordered 104 of those people be put under house arrest. Two of the dead attackers were identified as Ismail Omar Mostafa, 29, Bilal Havdi, 19 or 20. Some of the relatives of these people have been detained. That's a common practice in France, by the way. The relatives have not been charged. They're detained and they're being questioned. Um, Mostafi entered Turkey legally two years ago, according to a Turkish official. The following year, France provided four names of terror suspects and a subsequent investigation revealed that that this, this guy Mostafi was associated with that group. And last year, in December... And again in June, Turkey requested more information on him, on Mustafi. France did not respond. There is no record of Mustafi leaving Turkey. Uh, five of seven people detained over the weekend in Belgium were released by a judge. The two still detained are under arrest for attempted terrorism and participation in the activities of a terrorist group. And Mohammed Abdel Salam, the brother of suspects Salah and Ibrahim Abdel Salam, was among the five people released. He told CNN... BFMTV France affiliate that his parents are in shock and do not realize yet what has happened. He said, my family are not affected by what happened. We found out by TV just like many of you. We did not think for a moment that one of our brothers could be related to these attacks. One of his brothers is at large. One has been killed. Actually, two, excuse me, of his brothers uh, committed suicide. Uh, the U.S. and France will bolster their intelligence sharing to the fullest extent of the law, according to Peter Cook, Pentagon spokesman. Pre- President Hollande addressed a, a joint session of the French parliament. By the way, that's the only the third time a president has done, to, so, done so since 1848. He said he would seek to add 5,000 position to the paramilitary police force in France. He declared a state of emergency across the nation of France. That lets authorities limit people's movements, impose zones of security and protection. He would like to see his country's state of emergency in place for up to three months. And he proposed measures that would allow France to deport suspected terrorists or strip them of their citizenship, even if they were born in the country. Can I tell you something? Just stripping somebody of their citizenship or deporting them, that's not a good idea. You deport them, they get more training, and they come back and do bad things. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I feel sometimes common sense is lacking in some of our governments, ours as well as sometimes. Now, the French government announced tightened border controls 
uh, put the uh, gendarmerie uh, paramilitary police on heightened alert and ordered 1,500 military troops to join already increased security forces. France intends to continue the airstrikes against ISIS in Syria. They're doing that right now. And the arrival of aircraft carrier Charles de Gaulle will triple the country's ability to carry out those strikes. Um, London's Metropolitan Police will also be increasing the number of officers on patrol at England versus France soccer's match at Wembley Stadium. The FBI and Department of Homeland Security say there's no credible threat here in the United States. That statement came in response to a purported ISIS video in which a fighter said the terrorist organization, as I mentioned earlier, will target and strike America and its own stronghold in Washington. And John Brennan, CIA director, said he would not consider the attacks a one-off event. He said, quote, I would anticipate this is not only the, the only operation that ISIS has in its pipeline. Even U.S. House Speaker Paul Ryan said that he asked the president to provide a classified briefing for all House members. And um, I'm glad he hasn't gone off the deep end of the right so far. OK, I'll give him that. And um, also, uh, they, they say uh, that war has been declared on France, that anybody who attacks the Republic of France, the Republic will fight back. The French Air Force carried out bombing missions over Raqqa Sunday and again today against strategic ISIS targets and around the world. The president, as you heard, pledged solidarity with France. Pope Francis condemned the killings. British Prime Minister David Cameron convened a meeting of the Emergency Response Committee. Russian leader Vladimir Putin sent condolences to France. The Netherlands increased their border security. And Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said Israel stands shoulder to shoulder shoulder with France. Let me ask you some questions here, America. 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-5431. What should the retaliation by the French and the world be towards ISIS? In reality, please. Not in Donald Trump fantasy land. What should the retaliation by the French and the world be towards ISIS? 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-5433. Will we be able to defeat ISIS without the support of predominantly Muslim nations like Turkey? as well as the people of Syria and Iraq. 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543 is the number. We're very upset. About 128 people dead in Paris. 123, I think, is the last count. But we haven't had a reaction to 30 dying in Beirut or hundreds dying in Syria and in Iraq, sometimes weekly. Why are we upset when Parisians die at the hands of ISIS But Iraqis and Syrians and Lebanese die at the hands of ISIS, and we're like, oh, no big whoop. Why is that? 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537543. For example, why did the bombing in Beirut last week get little to no media coverage compared to the Paris attacks? Is it because of the number of dead was like three times, four times that in Paris? 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537543. Is ISIS and terrorism, in your opinion, now a way of life for us and the rest of the world? 8886-LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. Do you fear going to places where large crowds gather, like a movie theater, a concert, or a sporting event, especially after what has happened in Paris on Friday? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Or do you already feel that way because the seemingly weekly shooting deaths in America even sometimes not terrorist-related. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And how do we respond to Friday's attacks without strengthening ISIS? Sometimes they use our bombings as a means of future recruiting. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And lastly, how will this affect the Syrian refugee crisis? We already hear 19 states in the U.S. are refusing to take these refugees. 
Pick up the phone and join us. 888-6LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. In New Hampshire, stop saying live free or die is your motto. It's not when you stop people from building a mosque and you won't let people from another nation in. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back with your calls. 888-6LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Pick up the phone and join me. Tweet me. Follow me on Twitter. At Leslie Marshall. Back after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Let's get to some of those calls. We've got a lot of people to talk to today. 8886-LESLIE is the number. Let's start with Nino in Ithaca, Line 3. Nino, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Leslie. Can you, can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine, uh, Nino. What's your, what's your take on this? I asked a lot oh, of questions. Well, you know, uh, this takes me back 50-some years when I was probably 10 years old or so, uh, a student at a Catholic school with the nuns teaching, and I, I have a memory, a very vivid memory of a, none in, 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 in religious class, and she was talking about the religion of Islam, and uh, she was apparently talking about a you know, fanatical branch of Islam, saying that there are these people that think that if they kill Christians, they're going to go straight to heaven, and, and this is some 50-some years ago, and, and so I guess my point is this, is that this is not something contemporary. This is not something Okay, hang on, because you're making a point I've never heard anybody say, so hang on. I'll come right back to you, Nina. we got to take a break. Can you hang with me? Yeah, that's a yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Pick up the phone and join us talking about the terrible, horrific terrorist attack in Paris on Friday. We're talking about reaction now that we know more about the attacks, ISIS taking responsibility, and even the terrorists, seven of which have uh, killed themselves, one of which is still at large. We're talking with all of you about the Syrian refugees, about 19 states and our Republicans saying they don't want it. Donald Trump saying, you know, maybe we should close all mosques. I mean, what country are we? What year is this? You know, people love to, 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 you know, liken, you know, individuals or, you know, times to Hitler, the Nazi regime. That's exactly what the, that's exactly what Hitler did. He closed and burnt down synagogues and I know you might, and, and, and temples. And you might say, well, the Jews didn't kill anybody. Neither did the majority of 1.6 billion Muslims. Uh, let's continue with the calls. And we were talking with Nino in Ithaca Line 3. Nino, thank you for holding. Welcome back. You were saying that this is not a contemporary issue. No, absolutely not. And I was saying that my one of my earliest uh, school memories was I must have been maybe ten years old. It's like this is fifty years ago, uh, and uh, we were in religion class, and a nun was talking about the the religion of Islam, and she apparently was re- referring to a fanatic, you know, branch of that. 
and and was telling us that there is a there are some Islamists who believe that if they kill Christians, they're they're going to go instantly into heaven. And I was ten years old at the time, so this totally made no sense to me at all. But but the fact is that this is not a contemporary situation. This is nothing new. It's not going to change. Uh, uh, it probably goes back to the Crusades. But, um, but but the 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 only change that can possibly come is going to have to be, I believe, within the Islamic religion itself. It's not going to come from bombing and 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 and, and doing more killing. Uh, that's only good for the daddy war bucks in the, in this country. It's not good for it, for anybody else. Uh, you know, I, I was watching news with my son once, and 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 it it was one of those uh, little clips on CNN where it shows uh, the perspective of this missile as it's flying toward its intended target. Have you ever seen one of those little clips? Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, and it shows this this missile, and you know that you're you are the you're the point of view of the missile, and it's and it's going to a truck, and boom, it hits the truck. And I turned to my son, and I said, "Well, you just saw a million dollar missile take out an eight hundred dollar truck." This is not going to be a winnable uh, war. So, um, th- those are my those are my thoughts. And this is the historic issue. It's not contemporary. The only reason it seems new is because we have so much communication now. We have cell phones. We have, um, uh, and of course, oh, no, you you have a really good point. I mean, it was a different enemy. But I mean, when the IRA was bombing the crap out of people in London every time they got on a bus or a subway, and and certainly we've seen the uh, bombings in Israel in the Middle East when we didn't have Google and smartphones and we weren't as engaged and like you said the world wasn't as small a we didn't know as much about it and b as much as we knew we didn't care as much exactly because it wasn't in our face all the time in other words what you're saying what you're saying is the boogeyman's always been there maybe not in the form of isis but always been there and now we just become you know massively hysterical about it and we know about it now we see it we see it every day and it's been going on since the crusades oh now we see it every day in front of us so but anyway, love you, uh, Leslie. I love your show. Listen to your single line on the way home, and uh, you're doing a great job. Oh well, thank you, Nino. Appreciate that. I, I you know, I, I'm going to stop working today now. Thank you. No, no. <laughs> thank you for the compliment. Really appreciate it. Let's go to Virginia on line three with Cliff. Cliff, uh, listening to us on Tune In. Hi, Cliff. Good afternoon. Your take on this? Hello, Cliff. Okay, Cliff, have to come back, getting that brewski in the uh, fridge or something, I guess. Uh, let's go to Paul in Washington, line two. Paul, good afternoon. Yeah, hi, Leslie. I'm hi. here. Uh, yeah, I mean, Nino makes a, a very good point, uh, and you mentioned Israel, that the the missiles that are part of the Iron Dome system in Israel are to shoot down the rockets that are shot uh, fired into Israel. Uh, I've heard reports uh, by some experts that, you know, those are $100,000 Iron Dome missiles, most of them, 90% of them miss, and, you know, they're taking down $500 rockets. So in terms of an economic war, the West is losing on this on the Middle East front because this attack that took place in Paris could have happened here just as easily. In fact, it does, as a matter of fact. You know, but what we call it is an unfortunate accident of the Second Amendment. You know, we have our schools and, and movie theaters being shot up. Those are terrorists, but I guess since it doesn't have a, a political agenda affixed to those attacks, uh, we ascribe a religious motive uh, to the ISIS, but I don't let them get off that easily. I think there's as much politics 
Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's religion at all. I no. think religion is what get, helps them to recruit some of the religious. Right. They're, they have a political. Agenda. They're not going to need to have religion to recruit very soon. I mean, quite frankly, if you look at how many Muslims are facing threats of violence in the wake of these attacks, we're helping to deliver ISIS recruits to them on a silver platter. Oh, sure. And costing us a lot of money, uh, the military part of it. And Ben Carson wants to send military troops in there. Apparently he doesn't, excuse me, he doesn't recognize or remember, uh, he doesn't remember a lot about the past, his own past in particular, but... You know, what happened before was, I mean, ISIS is made up partially of the old Iraqi army, much of the old uh, Iraqi army and uh, and advisors. And what did they do when we when we took troops in there? They just left their weapons. The, 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 the war was supposedly over in three weeks, but they all they all faded into the surroundings, into the background, and then came the IEDs, and this is what's going to happen again. I think the military option is like going back to the bottle to stave off a hangover. It might make you feel good for a while that we're doing something, but what gave you the headache to begin with is the bottle, and you're going to feel a lot worse by going back and doing it because it's only going to cause more of the same thing. When what these guys really were in Paris, they're a bunch of organized criminals, and like I said, multiple simultaneous attacks with regular weaponry. Probably all of these guns that they had were actually manufactured in the United States and, and made their way around the world. But uh, they're a band of criminals. I look at this group as a band of criminals. And the reason I don't think it's, it's entirely um, religious is because when you hear people like, in this country, people like uh, Pastor Kevin Swanson, who thinks gil- uh, gays and lesbians should be killed, uh, you have to look at it this way. Have you ever heard of somebody who says gays and lesbians should be killed, abort- abortion should be outlawed in all cases, but, yeah, I support the $15 an hour minimum wage and uh, strong unions and green energy. See, though, they just, it never mixes that way. So the religion is always used mostly around the world to support, to prop up uh, fundam- uh, to prop highly conservative politics. So I-, I see these guys as a band of, uh, you know, organized crime. They're organized criminals with weapons, just like, uh, just like Al Capone and the mobsters of those days had machine guns, and they, and they mostly propagated that violence on each other. But, uh, you know, like I say, this attack with the guns could have happened here, and it does happen here. It's just the motive that's being, uh, being targeted or, or labeled as terrorism. Because, and they say that ISIS says they want to attack D.C., fine, fly into uh, Reagan Airport, go to any gun shop you want to, and start buying guns and do it. That's what they'll do. Uh, Again, I said during the break, one of the things that bothers me about our country is that if somebody with a green shirt were to, you know, kill a bunch of people in a movie theater, we will seriously think about banning the color green. And certainly green shirts and, damn it, let's go a step further, shirts while we're at it. Exactly. we, We somehow seem not to understand and don't want to understand the politics this is all political, and you know what's really interesting is that why when we had the force of the entire force of the United States military in Iraq, we could not, we could not control the situation, yet Saddam Hussein did not, uh, there were some brutal things that he did, but I, I have always maintained that the reason that he essentially kept uh, the, the, the dueling forces apart in that country and with you know, relative, a lot less uh, violence than the United States military used, it's because he understood Iraqi politics. And 
you know, yeah, he was a brutal man, but uh, I'm sorry, but he, the, he did understand the politics, and he understood that the, he understood before the invasion, in an interview I heard with Dan Rather, that the United States does not understand Iraqi politics. And he predicted, when Dan Rather asked him, what will happen if the United States invades, he said, well, I hope you don't do that, but if you do, at first, Iraq will take a tremendous hit, and in time, will, in time, will, uh, time and time, you'll leave here wishing you'd never came. And that's exactly what happened, because look what has, has all created. All the destabilization, and now the whole region is destabled simply because Iraq was destabled, and destabilized, sorry. Uh, and that's, and this, here's the result. So what do we want to do? Go back and do some more of it, and, and it'll be a bigger and bigger mess, and still not address the problem of, of this, this sort of uh, radicalist, radicalist people, terror, they call them terrorists, but I call them criminals. And I think the way to approach it is with under, underground intelligence and not with a lot of uh, military might. All right. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate the call. As always, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Let's go to line three. Steve in California joining us. Um, Steve, Donald Trump made an outlandish remark in light of our First Amendment, especially about closing mosques in America. You think he's not far from the mark and it might be necessary. Is that correct? Hello? Hello. Steve? So this is uh, Cliff from uh, Virginia. <laughs> Oh, Cliff in Virginia. I don't know. Everybody is telling me. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, actually, I uh, went to Cliff in Virginia. Let's uh, let uh, let's go to Steve in California, line three. Is he on line three? Wherever he is. Okay, Steve yeah. in California. How you doing? Good afternoon. I'm good, Leslie. Thank you. Uh, following that gentleman that just spoke, he made some very good points. But what what uh, Donald Trump said about the mosques is um, it, it, it sounds real extreme, and it probably is. But the thing is, we're, it's getting worse. It's going to get way worse before it gets any better. And I'm going to make a point that, you know, watch it. I, I'm not an Obama hater or anything like that. I don't think he's doing a very good job. But he keeps putting his foot in the mouth by saying things that make him look bad, like the JVs, which we all know about. And then I think it was Thursday or Friday when he said um, that we they're under control. And then the bombings happened there in Paris. And it's like watching him today with what he was saying uh, and then we get the video about them uh, targeting Washington. So, well, well, first I, off, first of all, Steve, you got to take a breath, and I mean it in more than just our conversation. And the reason I say that is one, it has already been determined worldwide by international terrorism experts that the attack on Friday had been planned months and months, perhaps even a year ago. And they were not prompted by what President Obama or anyone else said. So in a sense, you're giving sometimes words more credence and power than they need have, too. It has not been confirmed that the video is authentic or from an actual ISIS member. Remember, there are a lot of copycats out there, and that's why uh, people wait to see if ISIS, in fact, ISIS won't claim responsibility when it isn't them, although they did for uh, what happened on Friday. To your point regarding the mosques, first of all, this nation was built on religious freedom. And if we're going to close mosques, then we better just tear down and burn all our flags, our Statue of Liberty, and quite frankly, bomb our, blow ourselves up. Because th this is a nation that was built on religious freedom. Not religious freedom for some. ISIS are no more, uh, ISIS are no more Muslims 
then people who go around killing people in the name of Jesus with relation to abortion are Christians. All of the main religions of the world believe thou shalt not kill. They believe in the Old Testament. They believe in those commandments and that commandment specifically. ISIS, as Paul said, and I agree, is just like any other organized criminal organization with tons of money and weapons. They want power. They want domination. We saw it with Hitler. We've seen it with some of the Caesars. And certainly there are some in the world that would say they saw it with us or have seen it with us. To, for, and it's ignorant to believe the recruitment worldwide from ISIS is not coming from within the mosques, if you look up the facts. They're coming from within the computer. Should we shut those down too? ISIS is recruiting people online. They don't need to go to the mosques. The newest wave of people that have been recruited by ISIS from the United States, and especially from Europe, are not religious, are not Muslim. Many don't even convert to anything or change their name. Because it's not about religion. It's about power. And you notice, Jihadi John, although we believe he's dead, he didn't strap a belt to himself. He'll recruit you to do that for him. Just like everybody else. Hitler killed himself in the end, but he was very alive and well all those years that he put people on the front lines as all leaders, dictators, and murderers, as I believe Adolf Hitler and many others, including Jihadi John, to be. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Stephen, I'll let you uh, finish when we come back uh, your response to that. You know, for, if, if we're going to close every mosque because ISIS claims to be Muslim, then all of you men need to be castrated because majority of rapists are men. Okay? And, and, and then we really need to start looking, you know, then we need to start looking further. Maybe we should do, uh, I don't know, do we abort all the babies out there whose parent or parents might have had some criminal element, mental illness element in their background? And if some of this sounds familiar, these are some of the things that the Third Reich actually proposed and actually started to carry out and do. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back right after this. Leslie Marshall. Real people. Real life. Real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. lines drop sometimes due to cell phone hell or sometimes they don't want to continue. Stephen Kelly, you can call us back. Let's go to Don in Ohio on line uh, five. Uh, Don, a good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Don, you think we're missing the point about ISIS. You think they're already here. Well, I think it's more than just they're already here. I, I, I don't think, you know, I mean, there's, what, a thousand probes going on right now. I think the bigger issue here that it doesn't, it doesn't, people really don't talk about it a lot. I agree. It is about power. No question about it. You know, uh, it's really more about ideology. Um, you know, Hitler was all about Mein Kampf. Uh, he stated it, he followed it, and a whole nation, even if you disagreed with it, you died. He, the issue for ISIS is strictly that they follow the Koran in such a way that says, look it. 
the issue here is Muhammad calls for beheadings. These are the reasons why. If you disagree with us, you die. Now, I know it really gets crazy sometimes when, when, when I'm a follower of Christ and you say, yeah, but look, I can get along with anyone. I, that's, I've been asked to. I live in the United States. We've been taught to be tolerant. Hey, we disagree. I know Buddhists. I know all sorts of great people. They're great. But no one, and I've been a Christian, I never walk up and say, believe in, believe in the Christ or I kill you. That's never happened for, in, from my standpoint. But the, but pro- here, the problem with it. this mindset, Don, the problem with the mindset, because you're getting a few things from some conservative news outlet telling you, they're, no, atta- not, they're, wait, they're attacking Christians. The reality is that the number of people that died in Paris on Friday is about how many people die almost every day in Syria and Iraq that are Muslim. But nobody yeah, cares. And, nobody and cares about and that. And if you're a Muslim... If you're a Muslim and you're gay, you're going to die. If no, they're Muslim, not just killing Muslims and gay. They're killing no, anybody. They're killing anybody who does not bow down to their way, which is not religion, but is but is asserting the power and the type of power and control that they want. Well, I'll agree with that. Wait, wait, wait. Why do you think the Syrian who... refugees have fled Syria? Because they like yeah. ISIS and agree with them? No, no, no. I, I, again, they understand that if you disagree, you're, you're, you're going to die. Right, but it's not it, with religion, because the, pe- the vast majority of people who have left Syria mean, are Muslim, and the, the vast is, majority of people who have been killed by ISIS in Syria and Iraq are Muslim. It's their extreme view of the Koran. That's what you keep telling yourself that. Jihadi John no, was I'm no more religious you. than I am the Pope. Jihadi John has used religion to get some who are very religious to follow him. Well, Other ways they recruit people online are not with religious means at all. They use, they use, as a matter of fact, for Americans, they go by guns, money, and chicks. It really depends on their audience. Yeah, but if, they're, if, if you're the ISIS leader and you're quoting the Koran and you're quoting this stuff and you're making that your ideology, that, I'm not making that up. I really? can look. I can. I, well, so, so, so you believe you believe Hitler got, wanted to kill all the Jews because they killed Jesus? No, I believe Hitler wanted to kill Jews because he actually believed in his own writings of Mein Kampf. He, he believed in a master believed. race. Yeah, right. he believed. But it. he That's quoted, and so did other Nazis, quoted the Bible. They even perverted the Bible. They said, for example, the Jews were the product of Eve and Satan in the Garden of Eden, and there's nowhere Old Testament in any language to find that, but people believed it. So, you know, these people are not always quoting the Quran. They're quoting some perversion of what they've read, just like the Nazis. In other words, Don, you've further proved my point. Uh, We are out of time today. We'll be back tomorrow on Tuesday. I hope you'll join us. I'm Leslie Marshall. Have a wonderful and safe uh, afternoon and evening.